great news. Well, I'm Pastor Norm Oberlin, and I'm the lead pastor here, if you haven't met me. Uh, that was my wife that did the offering, and my daughter-in-law that did the game, and I'm not related to Melinda, but it's a family affair anyway. She, she is a part of our family, though, right? Welcome to the Hope, this glorious Easter Sunday. Here we are in Gaylord, Michigan, and it's nice out in April. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is awesome. And I don't know if you were up this morning when the sun came up, but it was just, just beautiful. Uh, and I'm not always up that early, but I was today. Uh, I don't know why. Anyway, so I wanted to begin today. Can you get excited? Now, if, if you're a part of our church, you've been kind of tracking this with me a little bit, but I've been talking about the cornerstone, and I wanted to share this is where in the uh, three Gospels of the Synoptics, this is where they talked about or quoted Psalm 118, and it says this, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is so wonderful to see. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Can you get excited? <laughs> You're always excited. What was the psalmist talking about here? What, what was it? That we should be glad in. And I just wanted to let you know that this is referring to Jesus. Who's the cornerstone? Jesus. Who's the rock of our salvation? Jesus. When you build your house on the rock, and when the winds blow and the rains come down and the waves crash against it, you're going to be safe. But if you build on any other ground, the Bible says, like sand, when the wind blows and the rains come down and the waves come crashing against it, what's going to happen? There's only one way to heaven, folks, and that's by standing on the rock, Jesus. He is our cornerstone. The day that the Lord made was the day that Jesus became the sin sacrifice for all mankind. Jesus, who was without sin, but became sin. He took our cursing, our, our violent, adulterous, fornicating, hateful, lying, drunken, adulterous nature upon Himself. He paid the ultimate price by giving his life for ours. He became the ransom for the sins of the many. And that's everybody in this room and everybody listening online. For the Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard. For the wages of sin is what? Death. But the gift of God is eternal life through the cornerstone, Jesus. Paul went on to say this in 2 Corinthians 5.21, For God made Christ, who never sinned, 
to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God. How many can say amen? Amen. How many can say hallelujah? Hallelujah. How many can say praise Jesus? Jesus. Because he deserves our praise. He took your place. He took my place on that cross that day so that we wouldn't have to. The tragedy is not everybody accepts what Jesus did. So he died for nothing for some. You see, he covered the sins of all men, but not all men received that gift. And I hope by the end of this morning, just a few minutes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus, to start standing on that rock who we call the Son of God. Hallelujah. I wanted to back up just a little bit here. Just a few verses to verse 17 and 18, and it says this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ, would you read this verse 17 with me? This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. That's really good news. The reason I included verse 18 was just to show you that And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. So God did this for us from the very beginning, from the grave to gardens. God started with a garden and the devil came in and he stole life from us. He destroyed the garden. And all of a sudden, what was beautiful became ugly because of sin. And then Jesus came back, and he looked out, and he said, I'll do this for you. And he was, every one of us was on his mind. Everybody that's watching on live stream, he had you in his mind when he allowed them to hang him on that cross. And because of his death and his burial, and not just that, but what comes next, his resurrection, we too can have eternal life. God turned the grave into a garden. Hallelujah. That's really, really, really good news. I'm going to come back to verse 17 at the end, but I wanted to read this. Why is it important that we understand what happened on this day? just over 2,000 years ago. Why? I want to read a quote from Dr. Tony Cook, and he said this, the doctrine of the resurrection is absolutely central to the Christian faith. If the resurrection of Jesus is not totally true, poke your neighbor and say totally true, If the resurrection of Jesus is not totally true, then everything in the Bible and in the life of Jesus that precedes it, from Genesis all the way to the end of the book of Revelation, is absolutely meaningless. That's why this day is so important. And a little bit further on he said this, but genuine biblical Christianity is based entirely and squarely on the resurrection of Jesus. 
You see, there are, and I'm not trying to ditz on anybody here, there are some denominations that have the cross with Jesus still on it. But I don't believe he's on it. Once and for all, he paid the price for us, for you, for me, for all of mankind. Once and for all, past, present, and future sins were covered on that cross. Once and for all. Jesus doesn't have to keep coming back and dying over and over and over and over. He's already done it. His blood was that valuable to pay for every sin that any of us have ever made, regardless of the magnitude. Regardless, listen, I have met men. One guy in Los Angeles, I was working with him for a short time. He spent seven years in prison because he killed a guy. He got angry in a, in a club, and he took a pool stick, and he hit the guy in the head, and he wasn't trying to kill him, but he killed him. He spent seven years in that prison, but while he was in there, guess who he met? Jesus. Jesus. And the guy looked a little bit like Sylvester Stallone, only he was bigger. And I watched him go from, from block to block, walking down the sidewalk, ministering to the homeless, ministering to the people that had nothing, and he had crowds around him, and he would tell them about his Jesus. I was a sinner, a chief sinner. I killed somebody, but Jesus forgave me and washed me clean. It doesn't matter what you've done, but you must come to Him for forgiveness of your sins. There's no other way. You can't be good enough. You can't serve Him. Oh, I'm going to go serve 100,000 people meals. It won't matter. As good as that is, and I commend you for doing it, it will not get you into heaven. There's only one way, and that is... Jesus. Who's the cornerstone? Who's the rock of our salvation? That's right. So why is it important that we understand and celebrate what some call Easter, but I prefer Resurrection Sunday. Hallelujah. He is alive. He is alive. Jesus took our sins upon himself and he died. But he didn't stay in the grave, did he? <laughs> Sin couldn't condemn him. Did you hear that? Sin couldn't condemn him. The devil couldn't seize him. And death couldn't hang on to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he resurrected Jesus out of that grave. And when they went to look in that tomb... There was nothing in there except his neatly folded grave clothes. Isn't that cool? God even makes his bed. <laughs> Folks, Jesus was and is invincible. The powers of hell can't touch him. And because he lives... 
we live. Because he lives, we live. John 14, oh, I should have put that up. John 14, 19, soon the world, Jesus was telling his disciples this. This is before he was resurrected. He said, soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me since I live. This is a good one to have on a refrigerator. Because he lives, we live. You see, if he hadn't gotten out of that grave, we We'd have no hope. We'd have no life. No abundant life, no life everlasting. We would be stuck in our sins, separated from God forever. But Jesus. He went to the cross so that we would have a way to the Father. Jesus' life was the price required for our sins. He was a sinless offering for all of us. And it had to be sinless. It had to be spotless. It had to be a pure sacrifice. And he was the only one. You remember what John the Baptist said when he came down to the river? He said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He was the only one who could do it. And because of Jesus, we are able to jump from death to life. We are able to cross that bridge that goes over sin. And we have the opportunity to enjoy forever with God. In heaven, streets of gold, gates that have pearls that are bigger than this platform right here. What? I just want to see the oyster that made those things. Think about that. What does God have in store for those who put their trust and faith in Him? Oh, brother, sister, <laughs> you will not be disappointed. You will not be. You see, God made a way where there was no other way. A little typo up there, just showing I'm human. From the very listen to this. I never caught this. This is I've done my studies, I ran across this and I went, "Huh. From the very time Jesus was born to the virgin Mary, the Holy Spirit impregnated her. And the the second that he was born, his destiny was to die for you and me." And listen, Think about this. You remember the three wise men? Remember them? I'm pointing on you. Just no, 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 pick on me, Pastor. No, no. I know you know the three. And what did they bring? Remember? First one, gold. Frankincense and myrrh. I knew once I said it, it would come. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Do you know what myrrh was used for? I know you do, because you know everything about the Jewish people. Send the guy over to the Middle East just for a little while, man, and, and he's a walking encyclopedia. The myrrh 
was like a perfume, and it was often used for burial. In fact, and I, I'm just putting it up just to show you, when they came to bury Jesus, look at that in verse 9. He was accompanied by Nicodemus. You remember him? The man who earlier had visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes. Jesus' destiny was to die for us. Why is this day so important? Because this was the culmination of his mission. For God so, and Barb said this, for God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but will have everlasting life. Jesus had to do this. There was no other way. He came to die for our sins. But he also came back from the dead so that he could be the first of many. And that includes us if we believe. Now I started with this. Jesus is our rock, the cornerstone of God's promise of eternal life. By believing that Jesus is your Savior, by, by trusting that His blood was, was shed for you and that it covers all of your unrighteousness, you will be saved. In, in Romans 10, I believe it's verse 13, it says, all who put their trust in Him, Jesus, will never be put to shame. What? So my question today is, have you done that? Have you put your trust in Him? You see, Jesus, yes, He died. A horrible death. I don't think any of us has an idea. Think just for a moment. Some of the things you've done to hurt others. Maybe some of you have had abortions. Maybe some of you have actually killed somebody. All of that was hung on him in that moment of time. Here is God, pure, without sin, and all of a sudden, all the sin of the world is heaped on him. In that moment, can you imagine that burden? I don't think we can. I don't, I don't think I can. Maybe you can, but you're a better person than I if you can. I think it would crush any of us. The weight, the pure weight or heaviness. But he didn't stay there. And that's the good news. He's alive. That's the best news. And because he lives, we live. Hallelujah. I want to wrap it up with this last passage of Scripture from the Psalm, Psalm 118. And it says this, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my Savior. My God is my rock. 
in whom I find protection. (laughs) He is my shield, the power that saves me in my place of safety. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise and he saved me from my enemies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me? No, I'm, I'm, I'm still working on this right here. As I, as I close. He saved me from all my enemies. Can you think of a few enemies right now? And let me just share this little part. If you're thinking of a human being, you're in the wrong place. First enemy. Oh, boy. If it wasn't for sin... We would need Jesus, but because of sin, we do. Huh? If we were just done with this life when we were done and that was it and there was no next life, death is an enemy because there is eternal life. And there is a second life that God wants to give you if you'll believe. Somebody said the devil. He deserves a place up there because honestly, he's the one that started this whole mess. There's one more. Anybody guess? What? You. You. You ever heard it said, we are our own worst enemy. Well, well, Pastor Norm, what do you mean by that? (laughs) Oh, there's so much I could say about this. Jesus defeated the first three. Hello? They're under his feet. You are the last enemy standing between life and death. What do I mean? Here's what I mean. You say, I can do this on my own. (laughs) God says there's no way but through me, Jesus. You say, but I don't want to follow Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. God says, unless you follow me, you can have no part in me. And you say, I like being the boss. (laughs) Can I get a witness? Jesus said, I'm the boss. Follow my commands and you will live. Self. That's what needs to be defeated. Now I'm here today to give you that opportunity. The reason we celebrate this day is because Jesus rose from the dead and he said, I am the first of many who will come after me. He made a way where there was no other way. God wants us with him in heaven forever. But we have to say yes. We have to confess our sin and say, Lord, cleanse me of my unrighteousness and make me a new person. Remember that verse I showed 
when I first got up here. Put that last verse up there, John. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone. The new has begun. This is talking about a new birth that you can have because Jesus didn't stay in the grave. But you have to say yes to him. I said yes to him in 1981. In fact, it was April. It was probably just about almost exactly my anniversary. The old man, that cussed old Norm, I was in charge. I was the boss, or so I thought. I had it all under control. No, I did not. I was a miserable wreck. And though I tried to do what I could do in the flesh to make things better, nothing worked. <laughs> Till I met the rock, Jesus. And he changed me. He made me new. The man you see up here today is not the man I was. That was the old guy. I know I'm old. I'm talking spiritual things now. That was the old guy. This is the new. And Jesus wants to give you the same. So if you would, please, just bow your heads real quick. On this beautiful Resurrection Sunday, what a glorious day it would be if you were to say, forgive me, Lord, for I have sinned against you. And today, I want to give my life to you. If you're here today and you'd say, that's me, Pastor Norm, would you just lift your hand up real quick so I can see it? Yep, anybody else? Yep. Others? Yep. Anybody else? Thank you. You can put them down. Others? Hallelujah. Listen, I know there are people watching online today. This is your day. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. And what better day than for you to say, Jesus, I'm not in control anyway. I want to give my life to you. Forgive me. If that's you, just purpose in your heart right now that you're going to pray this prayer with me. And I'm going to ask everybody that raised their hand and all of our saints here, if you would, would you join me in this prayer today? Are you ready? Heavenly Father, thank you for the rock, my fortress, my deliverer, Jesus, today, out loud. I confess my sin to you. Forgive me, Lord, and cleanse me of all my unrighteousness in the blood of Jesus. I put it at the cross today, and I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going back. I'm not going to dig it up again. It's going to be left there in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I want to be yours. I give my life to you. I give my mind to you, my spirit man to you, or woman. 
It's all yours, Lord. And now I want to serve you until you come back for your church. Help me, Lord, to avoid the, the traps of the devil, sin. And I want to thank you today for eternal life. That now, this minute, I'm born again. And that means the old man is dead and the new man is here. And by man, I mean men and women. Yes, amen, amen. To God be the glory. Now listen, I saw at least four or five hands that went up in here. I, I, I know people online did the same. This is your new day today. This is the day the Lord has made, and you can rejoice in it. And I know the angels in heaven. What are they doing? Woo! They are having a party, a party in heaven, in your honor. In your honor. That's scriptural, by the way. Now, go and tell others. Don't keep it to yourself. There were 500 men and women that saw Jesus after he rose from the dead. That's a whole lot of folk. And what'd they do? They just forgot about it, went back to their little homes, went out to their fields. No, they went and told the world. We should do the same. Don't keep it to yourself. You've got the best news on the planet. That's not hard to have today. But give it to them. <laughs> I'll be up here afterwards if anyone needs additional prayer. But in the meantime, thank you for coming today. Listen, if you were serious and you just gave your, your heart and life to the Lord, Water baptism is the next step. John 3.3, 3, you must be born again. John 3.5, you must be born of water and of the Spirit. So please, take that next step. If you're ready, right here, water will be warm, but you have to sign up. And if you're online and you can get here next Sunday, just email me at norm at gaylordchurch.com, and we'll go from there. Father, we, we love you. And Lord, we just ask today that you just keep us safe from ourselves first, from our enemies. And Lord, that one day we'll hear the, the best news ever. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Lord, keep our people safe as they come and go. Bless those that came a distance, Lord, to uh, join us today because their church had to close. And Lord, we just uh, lift all these people up to you today. Bless them. And to you be all the glory and all the praise. He's alive. Woo! Jesus is alive. Glory. God bless you. Have a great week.